From our soundstage and auditory office to your hearts and ears across the globe, the following has been crafted with care for your listening ears. And so it begins. Good morning, good day, or good evening, and welcome to 54 Lights. My name is Kondwani Mwase, Ethiopian-born, Canadian-raised, and proudly Malawian. As you'll soon hear, I'm a curious Pan-Africanist that finds inspiration, energy, and purpose in creative spaces. This show, loosely speaking, is about unpacking Africa in diaspora, a concept that's relevant to anyone living in a diasporic experience, by the way. But what that really means is that you're about to hear a series of meaningful moments lived out loud. Ones that feature Africans, African descendants, or allies of the community. For the past few episodes, heck, the past few years really, I've been building towards this moment. Just under 90 shows into this adventure. And finally, mercifully even, we're actually about to start do what we've been working towards since inception. 54 countries, 54 guests, and 54 bite-sized reflections, all unfolding carefully, one story at a time. And today marks the official launch of that journey, one that lands us, perhaps naturally, in Nyasaland, a place I call home because it is where my familial roots are. We're about to sit down with a remarkable artist, Cabaniso Malawesi, a poet, a producer, and an all-round brilliant creative mind. Through him, I welcome you to the warm heart of Africa, the place where smiles are wide, hugs are heavy, and a fish called chambo is always on the menu. Timonen, Muribuanji. And of course, welcome to Malawi. Maybe the first question, which is maybe the, one of the most obvious ones, is how did you find your way into the arts? Um, and, and I ask that with a specific um, bias because, uh, as I understand it, your father was the former vice president of, uh, of the, the great nation. I'm assuming you have some political background in you or you've been surrounded by a lot of politics. How did you find your way to the arts then from, from that background? I think uh, politics is always a, an amazing background for a lot of artists. <laughs> but my journey pretty much started with my father, my late father. Uh, he taught me how to play guitar when I was around nine. He was a musician, a poet, a storyteller as well. Um, so obviously more known for his political career. Um, but that was the father that I had. So when I was nine, he taught me how to play guitar. And also on my mother's side, I had a, a great uncle who used to play organ at the Catholic church. He used to walk about 15 kilometers from uh, my mom's village every Sunday to go play organ at uh, Maula Cathedral. And I started spending a lot of time with him. He started teaching me basic music theory. Yeah, so it, it was just that I just had this kind of craving for the arts from there, when I went to secondary school, I got involved in um, theater, drama or theater or the, drama, the school drama club, and we were pretty successful. 
in Malawi as a school. And then when I went to South Africa to do my A-levels, I was just surrounded with, with a lot of culture, music, dance, theater, and I just lived it all uh, in, during, during my high school, the two years I was in South Africa. And then uh, when I was completing my A-levels, I applied to the Liverpool Institute for Performing Arts uh, for one of the programs. And luckily, <laughs> I got accepted. And I didn't know it was quite a big deal because I was actually the first African to get accepted at the Liverpool Institute for Performing Arts. Uh, whose patron is support McCartney. So it was quite a, a big deal for, for the Institute as well. My goodness. That's some, that's amazing accomplishment. Um, and, and, and you're, you know, I'm going to stick back on what you had said before about the fact that, you know, um, politics is, is very much intertwined with art. You know, I've, I've read a couple of your works and I've had the privilege of listening to obviously one of one or two of your performances. And there are a lot of political undertones, even in the music that you've been associated with, which I'll come to in a second. But, you know, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll get the obvious question out of the way, which is that, you know, is this the extent of your political aspirations or are, are you are you a future candidate for uh, for the presidency or for any other political uh, movements within uh, within uh, within Malawi and without us as well? I think my, my, my passion and my drive is to really see Malawi's creative and cultural sector thrive. And um, I think I've been gifted to be in that sector. In that, and, and that sector has given me a lot of access to the powers that be, uh, to the, the, the development sector, to the diplomatic sector. So I think as an artist, I've got all this access to people and I'm able to have very honest conversations with them. And I believe that's where I am serving uh, to, where, where I'm serving my purpose. But you know, you never know if, if, if the future uh, demands of me to go for public office, then, then it does. Um, when I when I reflect on my father, my father was actually an administrator, a teacher. He really didn't want to get into politics, but with how things were going in the country, he, there was a calling that he could not ignore anymore, despite whether he wanted to get into politics or not. If that calling comes, I feel I might have no option but to answer it. Oh, that's great! That's great. I I love that you did not close the door on that one. You. So I'm 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 happy to hear that. Um, the the work that you do, maybe maybe I'll take a couple of years uh, a step back, um, and 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 thank you for that response. But a couple of years back, um, your devotion to the arts and culture in Malawi manifested in um one of the areas it manifested in, not all, but one of the areas it manifested in is your involvement with a with a hip hop group called Real Elements. I I want to I want to ask, and I know that group is. I, I believe that group is no longer in existence. You, you've quote unquote disbanded. But how was that? How important was that period in your life in terms of getting yourself on the uh, the, the the artistic and the and the political stage, if you will, um, at least on the mic? I'm a founding member of uh, Real Elements. It started with myself and a friend of mine, Marvel, uh, real name oh. Louis Chikuni. He's currently in the states, uh, still pursuing uh, his career as as a as, as a hip hop artist. My role in Real Elements was more of a producer and providing creative direction. So I wasn't necessarily on the mic. I wasn't saying anything, pretty much, uh, except for doing producing the music, doing the recordings, 
and providing kind of creative direction. So that was my role. I wasn't really much into the content of what we were talking about, uh, although I was part of the process. And I think for me personally, it was a very enriching period of my time. Um, you know, four Malawian artists coming together and doing amazing music, uh, having opportunities of for performing at all these amazing stages and bringing Malawi to people who had never heard of it and having so many conversations with people, with students, with other artists from the rest of the world. It was very, very enriching and uh, quite fulfilling. Fantastic. Fantastic. If, you know, when you talk about um, bringing Malawi to the rest of, you know, the world really and the rest of the continent, for sure, in, in, in terms of the music, I'm noticing now, um, and you, you know, you correct me if I'm wrong, because you're in the space, you're in the artistic world. But I'm noticing now that there's a surge of, of, uh, of thirst for African music, Afro beats, they're all over the place, you have collaborations with with sort of Western um, stars, you have co collaborations with different African artists. You know, do you think that's happening? And if so, why do you think that's happening? It's, it's definitely happening. I think African music is a very spiritual music and it connects directly to the human spirit. And it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter if you understand or don't understand any of the African languages. You just find yourself connecting to the music at a deeper level. And I think once someone has experienced that connection uh, or having, or uh, when someone feels that their spirit has been spoken to, it's something that they want to experience over and over again. And I think African music is provides that. It's highly spiritual. This, our stories, our rhythms, our melodies, they, they connect with the, with the human experience. They connect uh, spiritually, they connect emotionally. And I think when you experience that, it's something that you want to experience over and over again, because it gives you kind of an insight to what else is out there beyond the things that we see, the things that we hear. You experience something from another world, and that is what African music has always been about. So whether it manifests itself in Afrobeat, in traditional African music, or even in African hip-hop, that spirituality of the music always permeates. So true, so true. And it really touches people, um, which is my my um, failed uh, attempted segue into the, the piece of work that I think has gotten um, quite a lot of attraction on the web, which is a piece you did. Um, literally, I think it was titled People. I think that's what the title of the piece is. And it's a poem where you, you, really, you really dissect and, and put together uh, something quite poetic with respect to humanity and humanity's connections and, and humanity's complexity. So I want to ask you about that poem in particular. What inspired you to write that poem and, uh, and, then, and then to bring it to life in the way that you did? Like, what drove you to do that? Um, <laughs> the story of that poem is actually quite silly. There's nothing deep <laughs> about it. So I'm a founding <laughs> member of uh, what used to be as the Living Room Poetry Club. So we used to we used to meet every Wednesday, and I I had written just a bit about it. I wanted to write something very simple, very straightforward, something universal that even a three 
year old or a two year old can get into. So I remember just writing a couple of lines. People like people. People want people. You know, this is a, so that it went on like that. And I shared just a bit of it at the Living Room Poetry Club. And people just went crazy about it. And I was like, oh, I think I might have something here. Let me <laughs> let me take a deep dive into <laughs> this direction. Let me see how, how much further or how much deeper I can I can push it. I can take it. So I think that initial kind of inspiration was not that deep. <laughs> but I think after seeing how people responded to the initial version, <laughs> that was when I really, <laughs> I really decided to take a deep dive um, and explore the concept of who we are as a people, our duality, our inner conflict, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, basically just documenting the human experience. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Well, that's, uh, it, it may not have come from profound beginnings, but it was—it really is a profound piece. Um, and I, I love that it just sort of kind of came out there, and you re- responded to the reactions of the crowd. That's that's great. Just just a quick question on that one, especially the the version, I guess the the maybe the finished version, if you will, uh, on uh, on YouTube. How did you know you were finished? Like, how did you know when you were done? Did you just sort of say, okay, I can't, I can't. I can't come up with any more sort of like alliterations of people and how I can use people. Or did you, did you know, like, no, this is, this is where it needs to end. I think that it ended there, but um, every time I've had, I've had to perform it, depending on what's going on, they always bring in, I always add one or two lines. So, and I get people who say, Oh, have you added something? Sometimes I don't add anything. It's just that it, it always re- resonates with myself and people, depending on what is going on at that particular time. So, and because of what's going on, something different about people will resonate that they weren't going through at another time. So it feels like it's a new poem or there's something, a whole bunch of new things that have been added. Uh, so that's been the, the experience of... Right performing that poem i don't think it will ever get finished it, it just got abandoned as people say that the poem is yeah. finished. it just gets abandoned <laughs> but i would say it's a living poem oh isn't it isn't it isn't it though and it, it you're, you're right about it. it it resonates at different points in time right i've listened to it when i first reached out to you i think it was a couple of weeks ago and then we've started you know connecting for this interview and every time i listen to it something else strikes me um, but what I, I have to say, by the way, is a, I don't know if I'll put this in there, but my son, who's seven years old, loves it. He is absolutely enthralled by it. And he's just, I, I, I think you've inspired in him um, some level of, of poetry uh, with it. So, so, so well done there. You've inspired uh, a, 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 a half Malawian halfway across the world um, through that poem. My son loves it as well. So every time he gets one of my microphones, he just goes, people, 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 people. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. It resonates, man. That's it. It resonates. I wanted to ask you quickly about all of the different. So you you have been quite busy. You've you've worked. You're you're you know the owner of uh, uh, concept uh, concept creative, founder of uh, Quasi Arts. All of these I think are found on on Facebook, uh, if not online. And uh, recently, I think you're the co-founder of Ugano Institute for the Arts and Culture. Um, tell me, Q, what's all, what's what's happening? What what are 
your energy seems to be all, all over the place. You're definitely about the arts and, and thriving. Why are you doing it? And what, what, are the, what are the projects that you're working on now? I'll start with, I'm, I'm trying to bring everything under Quesa now. So Concept Creative, I'm slowly letting it go. And I'll be operating, everything that I'm doing will be under Quesa. Pro, probably, except met, maybe with Ungano, because Ungano is a partnership, uh, there's five of us. But I think I want to start with Quesa. Quesa is a word in Chichewa which means to uplift, elevate, or build. It's it's a philosophy. It's it's for me. It's more than an organization. It's a philosophy because I believe that you cannot elevate yourself without elevating others. So when I look at the creative and cultural sector, uh, we are looking at elevating that whole sector, but doing that in partnership with other players in the sector and outside the sector. So I would say Quesa is more of a movement, and one of the things that we've been doing is providing technical support to festivals to artists when they have shows we come in and say you know equipment for shows is one of the biggest expenses for any festival or any artist performing so we've got equipment that we sponsor and whoever we're sponsoring only pays for the logistics and labor for the technicians working so that's one of the things we've been we've been doing for the past two years uh some of the events or festivals we sponsored are lake of stars festival to Maini Festival, which is at Nzaleka Refugee Camp, uh, Zomba Arts Festival as well. And, and we've done this with a lot of artists in Malawi. And what we are looking to, next year we'll be launching our, our flagship event, which is Culture Fest. And we're looking to celebrate uh, the different cultures and the cultural diversity that is in Malawi, including the, the culture that is at the refugee camp. So, and that will be the annual Quesa Culture Fest. It, it's something that we're really, really looking forward to. So that's Quesa. Ungano Institute for Arts and Culture is, is a grant company. So we have access to some funding and we are going to be providing local grants to arts and culture practitioners in Malawi um, because there, there are a lot of projects that are not commercially viable in our sector, but they still need to happen. So that's the gap that we're trying to to fill via Ungano Arts and Cult- Institute for Arts and Culture. Yeah. So I think those two things are, yeah, things that um that are keeping me quite busy at the moment. I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, a little bit of self promotion on this one here. Um, Q is if people are interested in supporting the um you know the 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 arts and culture in Malawi. Um, through uh, Ugano or through Queza Arts, um, how can they support you? How can they get in touch and how can they get involved? Um, it's straightforward. I think um, Queza is the kind of entry point. Um, people can just email info at queza.mw um, and they'll get to me or my personal email, uh, which is my first name, Cabaniso, Q-A-B-A-N-I-S-O, at Quasar.mw. Quasar spelled K-W-E-Z-A. What should people know if they don't know already? Uh, what should they know about Malawian art in particular, maybe the performing arts, because it seems like you're, you're slanted there, um, and the artists behind them? Is there a story that we should know that we don't know? And I say we in the, the audience's perspective and mine as well. Yes. Um, you know, Malawi is a very unique country. Um, if you look at the different 
tribes that are found in Malawi. Each one is very, very unique. And um, what we have to offer in terms of melodies and rhythms are also quite diverse. And so pe people always say, what, what is the Malawian sound? You can, we cannot place one thing or we cannot define it as one thing. If you go to the northern part of Malawi, there's so many different rhythms that are associated with the northern part. If you come to the central region, uh, which is predominantly uh, the Chewa tribe, you know, the, the different rhythms that are coming from the musical traditions and the, the cultural traditions are also a huge influence on the music or the art being, uh, being made here. If you go to the southern region, the rhythms and the melodies are also different. You've got the Yaos, the Lomwes, the Senas, and each one of these has something very special and unique to offer. And I think Malawi is diverse, it's rich, and all these things are coming out through our, our art, our music, and the most beautiful thing about it is the diversity. And the more we embrace this diversity and the more we are proud of being authentic, um, the better experience for anyone who is listening or experiencing our art. Thank you so much for that, Q. Um, listen, I, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to meet with me. Um, definitely want to be checking your, your, both of your projects out more, more, uh, intensely online. Thank you so much for taking the time here. I know it was really, really short, but I just wanted to let you know that I'm, I've become a big fan and, uh, Mayanja and Pande, uh, who's the person who connected us, she sings your praises and tells me how much uh, you're, you're a great uh, artist and a great person. So I had to put that out there. It's just that she, she was the one who referred me over to you. No, thank, thank you very much for, for reaching out. And uh, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed this. So there you have it. The conversation and culture begins. Part of our show was recorded and produced at the soundstage and auditory office of 54 Lights. And while our stage is small, our lights together shine brightly. This season, more than most, has been produced in partnership with some incredible people. Ones that I'll avoid rattling off anonymously, but we'll find time to thank personally after each and every play. Now, before I go, a special shout out to my guest, my friend and my brother, Q. And of course, my enormous gratitude goes to you, the listener, not only for lending us your ears for the past 80 plus shows, but for remaining with us as we embark on this remarkable journey. Now remember, find us on Instagram under our handle, Crowd54. Follow us by subscribing, hit that button, and forward this to a friend or two, or heck even three. Find, follow, and forward. My name again is Kondwani Mwase. Here's hoping you find yourself in every play. It's been fierce, and it's only just begun.